Hi, y'all. It's Angela, and I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. And today, I'm super, super excited to be talking with a business coach who absolutely can transform a lot of things, your mindset, the way you're thinking about your business. And if you're listening today and you're an introvert, meaning... Um, going out to public events to network when we go to public events is absolutely exhausting. It's even exhausting for people who are, I mean, I'm super extroverted. Like I'll talk to the wall and it's still exhausts me sometimes to go to these events. And so also she's going to dive into how is your past and how you were raised, like morals and values and all that stuff, like, is it really affecting your business potential from a growth perspective? And so I'm excited to bring Lindsay Maloney on. Lindsay, thank you for being here today. Angela, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Yay. I'm super excited. So I'm assuming you're an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) I am the definition of an introvert. (laughs) And so before we dive into how you even started down the path of like, okay, I need to help people, um, take us way back. Like, where did your journey begin? How were you raised? And I guess starting off by telling us how as an adult now and as a mom, like, do you think the way that you were brought up? I definitely think the way I was brought up, like has totally shaped me, you know, what the hell I'm doing or how I'm dealing with situations, but share with us your journey. Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. What's up, GSD leaders? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Business Unveiled, where we share expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals. You know we're going to take you behind the scenes of our experiences, share with you what we've learned from them, and how it's made us stronger. Because no one said it's easy owning a business, right? But it's a lot more fun when you've got a strong support team around you. And that's exactly what we do at GSD Creative. We're right there by your side. And I'm so excited that you've chosen this podcast to take the first step in growing a productive, profitable, and successful, wildly successful business within the hospitality and creative industry. Today's podcast is being brought to you by one of my favorite platforms, Kajabi. So stop trading your time for money. Kajabi provides digital entrepreneurs an all-in-one platform which enables you to create a life of freedom on your terms, whatever that may be. Everything is housed under one platform. So there's really no need for multiple services. Kajabi really has all of the tools that you need in one place if you're looking for a home to share your knowledge and build online courses. You have a community of like-minded people with proven success in selling knowledge online and the support with Kajabi is amazing. Give it a try today bit.ly slash AP Kajabi. Sure. So I started my very first business 
10 years ago online. And I feel like so many entrepreneurs have a backstory of, I became a health coach and that was my way of becoming an entrepreneur. That was like my first step. (laughs) I think we all have that. So such a similar first step. So -hmm. I became a health coach 10 years ago after I had lost 90 pounds after having my first baby. And I, I did this crazy thing where I ate good food and I exercised. Who would have thought that that was the magical combination of losing? It works. Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and everyone was asking me about it. And this is before like Instagram was even a thing. And so I was on like Facebook and posting cheesy selfies of me with my, my shake that I love to drink for lunch. And everyone's like, how are you doing this? And I just fell in love with health and nutrition and um, what actually what it takes to be a healthy woman and a mom. And I kind of just went with it. I I knew that there was something more out there for me. I had a full-time job. I still have a full-time job. I work from home. And when I would lay my son down for a nap, gosh, this was so long ago, I can't even imagine doing that right now. But I would think to myself, okay, how many times can you really clean the house, Lindsay? And how many times can you call your mom and talk to her for three hours until your husband gets home? Like, this is not the life that I really think I'm meant to live. And I just had this urge to help people. I've always really wanted to help people. I wanted to become a teacher. I wanted to be a nurse, but I never thought I was smart enough. And honestly, the biggest thing that held me back from going to college for a four plus year degree was I did not want to have to take speech and talk in front of people. Like I would rather die than do that. So I changed. (laughs) Yes. And I had no idea what an introvert was back in 2002 when I went to college. So I just kind of played it safe. And when this thing was just beckoning me, like, Lindsay, you can do more and you can do it from home. Like just move forward, see what happens. And I just always have trusted in the journey that I'm supposed to go on. Like I can have complete trust in God that wherever I'm going, I'm being taken care of and it's going to be good. And Mm -hmm. so I just went with it. Uh, Fast forward 10 years, my business has evolved into, I'm a business coach. I'm a rapid transformational therapy practitioner. I help women start and scale their businesses. And we work on not only the outer stuff, but also the inner, because that's what really is going to project you forward in this world. Uh, And I just know that this is what I'm here to do. And that's, that's it. And there's no bones about it. No matter what's going on in the world, I feel 100% confident where I'm going, where my students are going, my clients, it's all good. And that's because of the journey that I've been on and because of the way that I accept that I'm being taken care of and I have patience in my, my own journey. Like how, how often can an entrepreneur say the word journey a million because that's what we're on and it's never going to stop. And it's not always easy. No. (laughs) So have you, um, done any, did you, have you taken like any classes or speech classes or anything to where you were able to overcome um, speaking publicly or do you Mm -hmm. just, you don't, you just don't care to do it. You don't ever want to do it and you're good. (laughs) Well, I've never spoken on a stage or anything like that. That's just hasn't been in my, uh, on my agenda, but I would feel confident doing it. Uh, Uh If my teachers in high school would see me, what I do now, they would say that is not Lindsay. There was, there was no, I mean, I grew up in a very small town. My, my graduating class had 
I think 13 people in it. So we grew up very close. So there really should have been no reason for me to be afraid to speak in front of these people that I've grown up with. But I, I convinced my teachers every time we had to do something in front of the class to let my best friend do it beside me. I'd hated, I hated doing it. So that feels like I'm talking about a completely different person because I didn't have confidence in myself then. And that makes me sad to think about, but I didn't. And now I have so much confidence in myself, not in a, in a vain way. I just, I know what I'm talking about and I'm confident in it. I can talk about it for hours. I, it's fine. So I I think that's so important. And I think I really realized that five or six years ago when I, when my daughters came along that. I don't want my daughters to feel that way. I don't want my daughters to feel like they need to stand in the background, even if they don't, even if they feel like they belong in the background, like an introvert does, but they do have something to say. Like everyone has something important to say and everyone has something important, some important gift that they need to share. And I'm just going to live that so they can see that it's possible for them too. That's so awesome. What a great mom. That's so awesome. Thank you. Were you like from taking your past and then saying like, I don't want it to be like that. And then teaching them like how to be better. And I see that in some of my own friends, even my sister, her trying to instill like, no, you can't go do that and blah, blah, blah. And then like the kid walks out the door and I'm like, you don't want her to do that because you know what you were doing, (laughs) you know, and you don't want her to do that because you know that you had a hard time, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. just like, bettering, paving a better pathway, like for your girls. And I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, so how were you raised? Like if you take us back and how do you think that really, like, are there key things that you feel as though, you know, like you just said, you want to raise your girls in making sure that they are not so introverted. And I also will say there are so many more tools available to us now mm-hmm. than probably our moms, you know, had yeah. like way back then. I mean, my mom, we went to the library, but it was like, that was it. Yeah. So what were some things when you were growing up that you feel that is really affecting the business potential today? Mm. Oh, so many things. Um, well, one is if yeah, you are an introvert, there's nothing wrong with being an introvert at all. Um, oh. My daughter is not an introvert. I can tell. And that bothers me because I she, she pulls me out of my comfort zone a lot. Um, like my son is. And I love that about him. Like we feed off each other really well. But my daughter's like, we should have a big birthday party and we should do all this. And I, in the inside, I'm going, no. I don't want to do that. (laughs) That's not me. Uh, So she kind of pulls me out a little bit. I have no idea what my two-year-old is going to be right now. She's just two (laughs) and and that's it. But it's so important for me as a mom, as a business owner to show my daughters and my son that you don't have to work super hard to get what you want. And that sounds really weird because especially (laughs) to even hear, but I grew up on a farm and my dad is and still is a farmer and rancher. So everything that he does, all the energy that he expends, you know, that's what the result usually he gets from his work. Right. So that's what I always seen. Like I see my dad come in at night and eat dinner by himself because he's been working, you know, 18 hour days or whatever it was during the seasons. And that's what I, that's what I saw. And that's okay. That's what it took him to, 
to do what he needed to do. And he gave us a great life and he still has a great life. But when it comes to an online business, I was using that methodology to create results and it wasn't working. So for four or five years, I was like pounding on the keyboard at any given moment that I could, because I thought the harder I worked, the more successful I would be. It wasn't Ooh, working. And, it, and I had no idea about mindset, about taking a break and letting yourself just relax and be yourself for once or whatever it was. I didn't believe in that because I always thought like the harder you worked, the busier you were, the better you were. And I didn't know that that wasn't part of the equation until years later when I, nothing was working. I was, this wasn't going to, this wasn't going to be sustainable. And then I started hearing people talk about mindset and I thought, well, I don't even know what that is. That sounds really boring. It sounds like you have to just sit and do nothing. And that's not me. And I kept saying that that's not me. I can't do that over and over. Well, you know, when, when you start having more kids, the more lessons you learn that there's really great things that happen in the, in the stillness of things when you're not in front of your computer, when you're just yourself and you enjoy your relationships and your, your home and your family, that's when things really start to spark. It's like staring at a pod of water without blinking and waiting for it to boil. It's not, it's going to take forever. But when you walk away, all of a sudden everything boils over, right? That's what happens to me every time anyway. So I learned that I don't have to run a business like my dad did because that work, that might've worked for him, but it's not going to work for me. So your parents, the way they raised you, uh, they always had their best intentions and they did the best they could. That's great. But that doesn't apply to you. It cannot apply to your business. If you're building an online business where you're meant, you're meant to put out a lot of energy to help people. So I'm a coach. So I spend a lot of energy in helping people and listening to people and getting them through things and helping them prepare for the future. That's a lot of energy. So I need to be able to take care of myself so I can expend it in a way that is going to be impactful for others. Absolutely. You know, I'll say, do you think that it's, it's also just like our parents, like their generation and like, again, we have so many more tools, which I'm so freaking mm -hmm. thankful for because I mean, my dad did the same things like my mom stayed at home, raised three kids. My dad mm -hmm. traveled, worked constantly. Um, you know, he would, he traveled a ton, would come home on the weekends. I mean, they he was at a lot of our stuff, but my parents also like had us in all these freaking activities. And mm. it's kind of like, I had the same thing. It's like, the more you work, the more you're going to get. It's that it, that's not true. It's like mm -hmm. work smarter, not harder. But now we have s way more technology and way more resources. Mm -hmm. And do you ever go back and try to instill any change in like the way that your parents ever did things? I'm just wondering. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like I'm always trying to teach my mom. My mom loves to learn all of this, but she's still like, that sounds very great and all, but you can tell me. And she always say, I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> and I think that's so funny uh, to hear from my mom. My dad, I, my dad doesn't really quite understand what I do. Like for example, today I, I got featured on, on Forbes today 
That's amazing. And thank you. And I sent it to my dad because I know that before I never used to send those proud moments to my parents because I felt like they don't understand. So I'm not even going to say anything. Well, then my mom started to get a little mad. Like, um, can you please share these things with me? Uh, I would like to know. (laughs) So I thought, of course, that's, you know, really selfish of me to not share that. (laughs) And so I sent it to my dad and granted he was probably checking cows or something when he got it. And he's like, that's, that's awesome. Can I share it? And I thought, who are you going to share it with? I don't know what you're going to do. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So that, you know, I, I feel like they each have their own ways that they're going to, they're going to tap into what I'm doing. And I'm sure that'd be hard for them to understand what I do and that's okay. But I love talking about that stuff with my mom and showing her that, you know, you can listen to podcasts, you can go on YouTube and listen to people and read books. Like I'm always giving books to her, stuff like that. Cause she loves it. She she thinks that's so interesting. My dad, he's just like, oh, that's awesome. I'll share it. I don't know with who, like him holding his cam, his phone in front of somebody, maybe, I don't know, (laughs) but he, he means well. And I think that's awesome. That's so great. Like. I'll never forget when, do they have smartphones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll never forget. Like my parents um, had flip phones for the longest time. And then my dad would constantly call. And this was around the time where I had two puppies. And so he would go like, let the dogs out while I was working. And I was really getting into like time blocking and not being like aggravated or, you know, staying focused. <laughs> And they didn't understand that. And so I'm like, dad, you can't just call me all the time. Like there's this thing called text messaging. And so if you need something, you just text me and I can multitask. And he's like, just pick up the God, you know? (laughs) And so for Father's Day, this is so long ago, I got him an iPhone and, um, you know, at the, the first week he's like this, you know, and I'm just like, dad, <laughs> yes. I'm like, look, you can FaceTime, you can look at the grandkids photos. Like my sister was having kids and, um, he was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well then, you know, a few weeks goes by and then my mom's like, um, so that iPhone that you got daddy, um, <laughs> I might want one too. And so I'm like, dad, get mom a freaking iPhone. And so then, you know, I teach these classes and they both brought their new iPhones. I think it was like an iPhone 5 back then. (laughs) And they like, my dad's like, how can you talk about this for eight hours? Like with other people. (laughs) And, you know, they learned so much and I was so proud. And then, um, I'm like, you know, then it's like they graduated to get into an iPad and, um, it's just neat, like being able to teach them new tools Mm -hmm. and then like back when the iPhone just had a home button, you know, before you could just like swipe up and all that. Mm -hmm. I remember saying like, are you going to like, just, just hit the home button and it'll take you back to the screen. They're like, what's the home button? I'm like (laughs) the only effing button on the damn phone. Like I just, you know, I've like treasured those little funny moments. I know. I know. I, I just bought my, my grandma an iPhone and she was using like a a flip phone. I bought it for a few weeks ago because, you know, of 
we can't see her or go yeah. go there. And I thought she needs to see pictures of the kids and she needs to join the 21st century. So I ordered her an iPhone and it came the next day and I put all the numbers in there for her. Uh-huh. And I went to her house. I set it on the porch and I wrote out instructions for her. Like I tried to do everything I could and she's slowly getting used to it. But it's so funny when she texts me and she spells something wrong, she'll call <laughs> me to let me know what she meant. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So cute. <laughs> have you used Marco Polo? I talk about this on like every podcast. <laughs> no, I have not. Oh gosh. Da- tell her to download the app. It's free. And so it's like voice uh, or it's like texting, uh, video texting. So mm. like I got my whole family on it. And I'm like, you do this when it's convenient for you and you send like a video text because my sister's family uses droids and we're like, what are you doing? Like, mm. Whatever. Um, <laughs> they see the world differently than us iPhone <laughs> users. And so my brother will like send thing, videos and stuff like on our family group chat. I'm like, can you send that to me separately? Because since they have droids, it makes the file much smaller, like for photos and videos. And it's mm. super annoying. I'm like, I want the full file here. I mean, I don't want like a low res picture. It's just yeah. funny. Um, but Marco Polo is great and I bet your grandma will love it. And she might also want to check out TikTok because a lot of grandmas are getting on that Oh too. God, I, that, that's too much. <laughs> that's too much for me. <laughs> it's so cute to watch the nurse and home residents like get on there and like do their little dances. It's hilarious. Oh, awesome. It's, you know, my new thing now to like, just make you smile. Um, <laughs> but anyway, tell us about your podcast. Like how did you decide to start a podcast? It's called book your dream clients. Is that, yeah. how yes. did you start that? And tell us what that's all about. Well, I believe every entrepreneur should have a content medium, whether it's video, blogging, or podcasting. They need some way to provide valuable information to everybody. And I blogging is great, but sometimes I just don't want to sit and type. So it's easier for me to just sit and talk. And so I decided in, when was it? It's Podcasts will be two years old in September, 2020. Yay. Yeah. And um I, it just comes easy for me to sit down quick and give out 10 minutes of randomness and, you know, publish it. And so I brought on somebody to help me with it right away. Cause I knew that I used to have one four years ago and I, it was just, it's a lot of work, right? It's a lot of work to set everything up. And so I knew I'm going to need help right away if I want to make this go. And I wanted to feature just easy digestible episodes for my audience to take inspired action, not just like random fluffiness of me talking about myself, but I wanted them to listen and think, okay, I'm going to do that too. And then I also wanted to bring on women who were inspiring yet gave them the same inspired action to move forward in their business. Things that I, things that they could fill in the gap. So yeah, two years in 2020, uh, we've been going, we have so many amazing women on the podcast and I, I just even, I'm not a person, I'm not a big mile marker person. And this past Monday, yesterday, I suppose somebody messaged me and she's like, congratulations on your 100th episode. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) awesome. That's great. Yeah. That is great. That's awesome. Like I'm the same way. People are be like, how many episodes do you have? Or how many events do you do? Or how many, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't sit on a count. Um, 
my, you know, business manager will tell me at the end of the year <laughs> and my accountant will tell me like profit and loss every quarter. And like, I'm this, I'm just like you. It's like, I'm not this big. I'm just doing person. it. I will say though, at the end of the year, we did, um, so like run all of our analytics and then we celebrated like the top five podcasts, like where people mm-hmm. had shared and listened and, and the most, which was neat. Yeah. Um, and it was a way, you know, to like feature and highlight some of the people that had been on because some of them were on at the beginning of the year. It's so funny. Like those of us who talk about tips and give away nuggets on how to better your business. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you experienced this too, but I feel like in January, the listens are way up and people are super mm-hmm. motivated. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. That's and the biggest like, month. What happened? <laughs> and then like, they'll kind of start back up in December because it's like the holidays and yeah. they're not working as much and they'll binge listen. And like, do you see that too? <laughs> or is it just me? Definitely. Oh, definitely. I mean, everything shoots up in January. I'll, I'll get the most clients in January, overbooked in January. Everything is just like in January. Mm-hmm. And then every, and then all of a sudden I think people realize like, oh, I just created a huge list of things for myself to do and now I need to do it. And I think they're just busy working. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's crazy. So for anybody that wants to start a podcast, do you have any feedback for them? Mm-hmm. Or I wish I would have known, you know, almost yeah. two years ago like this. I have so many students who start podcasts and it's so funny because usually when they join my program, we always go on like a one-on-one kickoff session. And I say, you would be great for a podcast. You need to have some kind of medium out there. And they're like, I would never do a podcast. That's crazy. They think like you have to be this like certain person and that you really just need a microphone. And I say, it's really easy. If you don't like blogging, do podcasting. I'm serious. Just go do it. And the one thing that I would recommend is to, the one thing that I wish I would have done was to launch my podcast with 10 episodes out there for people to binge listen right away. I went with three or four Mm -hmm. and I think 10 would have really shot it farther, but you know what? I really don't care as long as my message is getting out there. I really don't care about anything, um, in a good way. Um, but getting like a nice digestible amount so people can keep listening to you, get addicted to all of the things that you share, and then they're going to subscribe and they'll, they'll be faithful listeners. And then creating a community to bring your listeners in. So like a Facebook group or something that can kind of hone everyone in together to keep the discussion going or ask questions. I think that's so important to create that environment and not be afraid of creating a community because you think it's going to be too much work. Like, Sometimes I think that we want all of these results and we want all of this stuff to happen to us, but then we don't want to do the actual, Mm -hmm. the work and community work to be um, part of the magic, but it is part of it. If you want people to be attracted to what you do, you need to show up and you need to be there and be generous to them. Amen. So who is your dream client? Oh, my dream clients are (laughs) the woman who has a really good idea up in her head. And she knows she has so much confidence in herself. She wants to help people. She knows that this is going to take a take time. She has patience and she wants to get this all set up because she knows that once it's all going, then it's going to work for her. She has the attitude that everything works in her favor and that she's always being taken care of. And she's going to forget about the how, and she'll just make it happen. That's amazing. How do you help other people like identify who their dream client is? 
Well, we really tap into where they were three, five, 10 years ago, because usually that's going to be the person we get so caught up into in, you know, who is my dream person? And we're making all these things up and we think we got to be like this person over here. And it's really hard. Like you feel like you're just walk, trying to get through quicksand. And so many of us neglect our own journeys. And that's really where the gold is, is your uh, own journey. Yes. And that's where people can feel like you, you're reading their mind is like, give yourself some credit. How did you get to where you are now? Who were you five years ago? What were you Googling? That's where they are. Easy. Yes. Yeah. It's it. That's true. It's like, where were you and what did you do? Mm -hmm. And so one of the biggest things I can say there is people who invest in themselves, find other people who are willing to invest in them mm -hmm. and, you know, give an opportunity. So mm -hmm. it, it, do you love coaching all the time or do you ever feel I, like frustrated? No, I do. You? I do. You do? I 100% do. I love mm -hmm. everything about it. If I do sense something is getting to be a little bit like I can feel the red flag appearing, then I'm going to ask somebody on my team to help me and just do it because yeah. I can feel anxious, anxiety coming up. I can sense that. I have good sensors. And if it's starting to come up, then I'm going to hand it off. Good. I just, every once in a while, like I don't do too much coaching, but from a technology perspective, like sometimes people, they need coaching on how to use their technology. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know, I get, fr I find myself getting frustrated when I tell someone or help them and give them exactly like, this is how you do it mm -hmm. and I'll follow up. And then it's like, they haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even my coach, he's like, you can't make people want to mm -hmm. use their technology. <laughs> so I'm like, no. And I'm like, but why are they wasting their money? And why are they wasting my time? And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like looking for all these outcomes and they're like, you know what? I really don't like technology. And I'm like, oh, well, you're missing out. Like if mm -hmm. you're not open to change. Mm -hmm. So do you find that with any of the people that you're coaching where you give them exactly what to do, they invest, they pay for it, and then they just don't do it? Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean but it's okay because I can't control anything. I can't control what clients do, what students do. I can give them the tools and they can take them and use them or they can't. And it doesn't apply to me. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the worth that my program is. It doesn't change my worth. All that matters is how I feel and how I perceive things and how I can, I choose to react to the students who may not choose to go that direction that's their choice. Not, and I have no control over it. And I'm so okay with that because yeah. I mean, what, why would I stress about something that I have no control over? Yep. And you're right. If they don't want to help themselves, then you can't make Go them for want it. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't make yeah, them like, want it. No. I mean, what are we going to do? Go to their house and put our hand over their mouse and do it. We can't mm -hmm. do that. So no. it's their choice. So tell us, how did you get the Forbes 2020? So it's official member of Coaches Council. Is yeah. that what it is? Tell us about that. That's so exciting. 
Yeah, that is super exciting. It all started, I think the first week the uh, COVID-19 came into our world and I thought, okay, I'm just going to go with this and this feels much better <laughs> than everything yeah. else that's going on. Um, yeah, it was, it's an application process. It's a phone interview, all those things, those special things that you need to do. And I, I've always wanted those credentials because it feels good to me and it, it's not mm -hmm. like they really, you know, they're not, it, it, Forbes is a huge thing to have in the back of your name. Yeah. I've, I used to write for our, um, our newspaper in our town. So I've always had that, that, that writing itch and, um, I wanted to get out there on a bigger platform. So I thought I'm going to hire somebody who can help me get to that point and I, and I started working with somebody who gave me some good ideas on, you know, what people are looking for. And she kind of helped me build up the confidence that I had to shoot for bigger things. And so I just went for it and it happened and it was really exciting. And then I, I actually have an article coming out on Forbes soon. And then today Yay. I got featured on um, so cool. an article. Yeah. I was so surprised to see it come up. So it was exciting. That is so, 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 so awesome. Yay. Yeah. So do you also have a video channel or do you put your podcast on YouTube or on video and how has that helped grow the business? Well, what we do is sometimes I will go live in my Facebook group and record a podcast episode because I get a lot, I get a lot of questions. So I'll do like an ask Lindsay episode and recycle it into a podcast episode. And if it's video, I will put the video on YouTube. Um, for me, I love recording my podcast episodes on Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings when all the kids are sleeping. And ah. most of the time I don't want to go on video in the dark in my office. Cause I feel like it would just be creepy because it's still <laughs> dark out when I get up. <laughs> so I, I normally don't do video. Gotcha. I, I recycle IGTV videos and I put them on YouTube on YouTube. Cause I believe like, don't just put information on one platform and let it go there, like spread it out and put it everywhere because that really, it makes the max takes, makes the maximum value of your time and your words like mean more than just one shot on IGTV, get them everywhere. So more people can hear from you in all these different ways. That's awesome. And then I know that you have an awesome Facebook group that you have built up. How had, how did you build up such a private group? And do you think that that's something that entrepreneurs and business owners should definitely look at? Or do you feel like, nah, you missed the boat? Like mm, have some no, people that feel that I don't way. think you, no, I don't think you could ever miss the boat on building your community. There's billions of people in this world. And just because somebody might have 30,000 people in their group, um, that's a huge, there's a lot more people that can fill yours. I started mine. I think I launched a challenge a couple of years ago. Uh, I was in the middle of a launch and I just kept it open and I thought, I'm just going to keep bringing people in and see what happens. And, and it's grown and I can share my podcast episodes in there. I can, they can ask questions and I have networking opportunities in my Facebook group. I have um, a place where people can feel safe to ask coaching questions that they might not feel like they can ask in a group without getting hounded with a bunch of other people. And so I just created this safe and unique community for coaches to build their business, to network, collab, all of those things. 
it's not your typical group where, you know, it's, it's Tuesday, everyone post a tip kind of thing. Like, it's not like that. (laughs) It's just a community. Um, I'm present there. And I just want my, my thing is I want to be different from everybody else. I don't want to get to the point where so many other entrepreneurs get, they want to be big and then they step out of the limelight and they let their team run it. And I think that's so lame. Like, you should be there for those people. They join the group to be with you. They joined your program to be with you. You show up, like get your butt in there and mm-hmm. be there for the people who have invested in you. I don't care how big you get or how big I will get. I'm always going to be there for my people. Yeah, that's awesome. Tell us about Stand Out Coaching Academy. What is that? Yeah, that's my signature program. Ooh. And yeah, we we're we have so many amazing coaches in there, all different credentials, all different titles, spiritual coaches, money coaches. Um, We have a coach who teaches uh, teachers how to tutor online. And she's doing so amazing right now because of everything that's going on. Her business is blown up. And so we have (laughs) such a variety of coaches and I help them literally go from an idea in their head to scaling with a group program. This program is so different because you get lifetime access to it and you get lifetime access to all the group coaching calls. I don't let you go because I don't like saying goodbye. So you join the program, you go on, you go on to the group calls for life. And I know that is such a no-no for so many people. (laughs) I've been advised by so many of my own mentors that stop doing that, keep charging them. I don't, I don't want to. Uh, I've seen so many of the women in my program who have run into difficult times in their life and they've had to put hit pause on their business because they had to, and they were so relieved and grateful that they could just jump right back into the calls, could jump right back into the program, no matter what happened in their life and know that they weren't going to be penalized for it. So I, I show up for them as long as they need me, I'm there. Um, it's, it's a great program. It's almost, it's two years old already and Yay. it grows every single week. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have like one standout story of the, the most recent, just with the given times where things are changing and we're kind of being forced to change and especially Americans, we don't like change, Mm -hmm. but is there a story recently where you had someone come to you that you're coaching that they didn't know how they were going to deal with the global pandemic and you helped them turn that around or any, anything that you can share with us to motivate or give some of the people that are listening hope that maybe all they do is plan events or plan weddings and like they're crushed. Like they have nothing else to do. Like, do you have any feedback for people that you've experienced in helping recently? I think the most important thing to do right now in any time of hardship or something just kind of sucks is create as much normalcy in your life as possible. I, I just recorded a podcast episode for my show about this because I've gone through some pretty crappy times in my life, you know, sick baby in the hospital for weeks, not, not fun. I mean, the most horrific thing you could think of as a parent is being in the hospital with your baby, your kid. Um, and what I did to get through all those hard moments was creating normalcy and routine And it kept me going because I didn't know what that night would bring. 
and what the next day would bring. And we truly never do know that, you know, like things can just turn on the flip of a hat, but you know, everything's different. But if you can keep showing up in some small way and keep it consistent, it's going to be food for your brain to keep going. And it's going to be food for your sanity. Um, I had a comment in my Facebook group yesterday from one of my students and she said, um, Lindsay, thank you so much for showing up every day because it really helps to see you keep going. And it, it like makes us feel better to see you do that because I've been in programs where the, the program, the, the, the course creator just disappears off the face of the earth for a year. And you wonder, is she, where is she alive? Like, where did she go? So me creating normalcy and showing up every single day in the best way that I can in my family, in my business creates results. So mm-hmm. my, my program is still growing. My coaching business is still growing because I chose positivity and to keep moving forward. No matter if sometimes those steps forward feel like, wow, <laughs> what's the next one going to feel like, but I'm just going to keep going. Cause I trust. And I know that I'm being taken care of all the time. Everything's going to be fine. I'm good with it. And I think that's what we need to do is no matter how uh, unfair things might seem right now are hard. Mm-hmm. We all have different situations, but just whatever, what feels normal for you. And even if it's hard to do right now, just do a little bit, just a little bit, and then just build off on that. It's going to feel so good. It's just like kids, they crave normalcy. <laughs> they crave routine. Mm-hmm. We got to feed, we got to, we got to tap into that child self right now and give that child what it needs. And it's going to be do something normal do something that is routine that you can count on because the only thing you can count on is yourself. Yeah, that's so true, especially with all that's going on. Mm -hmm. It's like you are in control of your, how you get up and how you go to bed. And if you have a smile on your face or if you're pissed off at the world and Mm -hmm. you know, I can't always change that or help, help you change that. So Mm -hmm. that's so true. So true. So I know that you have something in your free vault. How can people listening grab some of those tools and resources? Yes, I have an unbelievable amount of freebies for you to download. And you, if you just go to my site, lindsaymaloney.com, and then you go into the freebie vault, you're going to find tons of masterclasses, workbooks, checklists, all kinds of things to help you build your coaching business just the way I did. I don't really give you anything fluffy. I give you legit things to do. Uh, So you can probably want, you'll probably want to print it out. It's always that good because it's going to help you. (laughs) You're not going to download it and forget it. You're going to use it and you're going to love it. Yay. And then if people have questions for you, I know you said you do the Ask Lindsay, would Mm -hmm. they be able to join your Facebook group? Definitely. You just go to dreamclientcommunity.com and you'll be directed to the Facebook group and then you can join. And then every um, once a week, we post the link for you to ask your question and then subscribe to the podcast and I will answer it for you. That is awesome. Now, do you do, do you get in there and do Facebook lives where you answer them all like weekly? Yes. So I will put it on my schedule and we will do some lives once we get enough compiled and then um, answer them on on the live too. That's awesome. Have you, have you started any, um, or tried Instagram lives at all yet? Yes. I do those once in a while. I love IGTV though, because you get 
you get more results and then it saves it for you. Um, mm -hmm. So I like doing those and then, then they have all of those to go listen to, but we put them on YouTube as well. So they're everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah. I have noticed that I've just done a few Insta lives like with other people mm -hmm. and it won't like let like I actually have to save it, download it and then like mm -hmm. put it in iMovie. It's just like, it's a pain, process. isn't it? Yeah. It is. I'm like, why does Instagram not just let you save it to your IG? I know. I know. So much better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that feature's coming. We just don't know it. Yeah. Um, but if people want to connect with you on LinkedIn and Pinterest and Twitter, you've got all of the social platforms under mm -hmm. Lindsay Maloney. Mm -hmm. And guys, be sure that you go, I would say, really to your website because you have so many amazing tools on here. And I was on here looking yesterday and then looking today and I'm like, Ooh, what is, I need to download some of this <laughs> Like, this is awesome. This is great. And the fact that you're a mom and you have three kids and you still like show up. And I love that. And yes, just like all your members tell you, like, thank you for doing that because sometimes we just don't hear thank you enough. So mm. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's my pleasure. And it, it keeps me, like I said, we got to keep doing normal things to keep us sane. <laughs> and yes. this keeps me sane. Yes. So if you're looking for a transformational business coach or you're looking just to transform your business, take it to the next level, be sure that you connect with Lindsay Maloney. And Lindsay, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Yay. And everyone that's listening, thank you so much for your time today. I know you've got lots of takeaways and nuggets and be sure to tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Have a great day. Bye. Now that you have all the tools you need to conquer the world in GSD, just share this with your friends and your fellow GSD leaders and be sure you're a subscriber so you never miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled and you can ask Siri to listen to the latest episode, but you got to be a subscriber. Before I go, I have a huge favor to ask and it would mean the world to me. While you're listening, snap a quick screenshot, post it to your Instagram story tag me at gsdleader underscore and share with me your top takeaway from this episode and how it relates to you. Until next time, remember, stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.